0: Dear listeners, yet another episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod and with me today is Michael Van Dorse. A very special episode. Today is the first ever episode in the history of this podcast when I'm actually in the same room as a co-host. This is crazy. This is just, I can't believe that A, it's taken this long and B, it's finally happened. MVD, good to have you here. Good to have you back on the podcast. How are you?
1: Good, going well, thanks, Casper. And uh, yeah, I can't believe that uh, it's actually been we've been allowed to do it. Just mm. I might admit, just we can catch up in the same and be in the same room. But hey, let's let's see how this goes. See what the listeners think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the listeners think. <laughs> <laughs> However many episodes of being in different countries and being in different different uh, different cities. Yeah, but anyways, uh, in case you didn't know, basically this episode, this podcast into three different sections section one will uh each give our top two highlights top two lowlights of the round that's just been um and section two we'll discuss the major talking points that come out of the round of football last few days and in section three we'll give out preview predictions who we think is going to win this upcoming weekend why by how much and which game are we most looking forward to watching and why, which game we think is going to be the biggest blowout. But let's get started on section one. NVD, i I'll let you start with this one. What were your top two highlights of round 17?
1: What a win it was uh, at Mars Stadium. Uh, What a game, first of Mm -hmm. all. Uh, I know there was a bit of wind around between the Giants and the Suns, but uh, to see the two uh, fledgling, I suppose we can still call them fledgling sides of the competition, going at it, and uh, to see the Suns get up by a point, I think that was fantastic uh, in regards to it. And first time, I believe, in their history that they recorded back-to-back wins. Wow. I did hear that uh, throughout the week. So that is a, a fantastic achievement. And I'm also going to say well done to North Melbourne. I haven't pumped them up, and probably haven't pumped them up enough this year, but uh, to get a 10-point win over uh, over West Coast in, West Coast, in Perth I think is fantastic. So uh, a couple of very different ones, I suppose you could say, but they're they're my two highlights. The Suns by one over the Giants and uh, North Melbourne by 10 over West Coast. What about yours, your two highlights?
0: Number one, a team that I have criticised quite a lot so far this season, but credit where credit's due. (laughs) Yes, Credit where credit's due. That last quarter from Collingwood was absolutely incredible. I texted... A uh, good friend of mine, Liam, who, who is also a uh, co-host sometimes on this podcast, is a Collingwood supporter, and I texted him at, at three-quarter time, reached him up by 20 points, and I said, you got him right where you want him. <laughs> and lo and behold, <laughs> I checked 15 minutes later, and all of a sudden, Collingwood was up by two, three goals. An incredible last-quarter domination. And when you've had a season like Collingwood has had, to not only get a win like that, but to get a win against one of your arch rivals mm-hmm. – That must be like the best feeling in the world short of actually winning the premiership. So full kudos to you, Collingwood. I want to touch on the Saints, but we'll touch on the Saints later. So instead, I'll talk about Melbourne Yep. back against the wall. I think most footy experts tip port to win. Hostile crowd as always in South Australia. And yet once again, they proved why they deserve to be on top of the ladder. But it wasn't just the win on Thursday night. It was the fact that the Dogs had an upset loss against the Swans. The fact that the Lions had an upset loss against St. The Kilda. Yep. And as terrible as it was, um, Hipwood's injury, and we wish him all the best in recovery, and as a mutual supporter, it was just absolutely horrible. From Melbourne's perspective, one of their biggest rivals to the flag has just lost one of their most dangerous uh dangerous forwards for the season. And so because of that, plus the win on Thursday night, pretty great weekend for Melbourne. I have to agree. On to the top two lowlights, NVD, what were uh, some of the not so good things this weekend?
1: Well I'm gonna go with one and then you'll probably kill me for what my second one is, but the first one, uh 2921 their lowest score ever, Adelaide. Not to forget, uh, last Friday night, everyone was looking at it going, why are they putting an Essendon versus Adelaide game prime time on a Friday night? And from what I understand, I didn't get to see the game. I was busy doing other things. But from what I understand, it didn't live up to any sort of expectations whatsoever. It was terrible. Um, But Adelaide kicking their lowest ever score, that's got to be number one. That, That is by far and away what since... 1991 they've been in the competition. So it's that 30 years. Mm. 30 years and they kick their lowest ever score on a dry night at Marvel. Like, yeah, so that's not good. But I'm going to back over another one. Okay. How long ago was I on this podcast? Two weeks ago. Two, two, three weeks yep. ago. Yeah. I brought out some numbers. I'm bringing out more numbers. Go for it. 14, 18, 9, 10. 12 14 15 10 12 13 12 how many behinds do we want to be kicking this year seriously can we at least kick straight it's frustrating to watch and i'm not even i'm not even bagging any cl- one club in particular but to see the amount of behinds that are being kicked and they're coming from simple shots too. Inside 30 and they're missing. Like, what is going on? It's an epi- <laughs> In an epidemic, this is another epidemic that's mm. working its way through the AFL. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know what you think, Casper, but I'm just getting so frustrated at seeing good footballers be let down by poor kicking.
0: Nope, I would agree with that. Uh, I was there, Essendon-Adelaide game. And uh, you're right, it did not live up to expectations at all. Uh, according to, I think it was Nick Rewalt who mentioned this um, uh, during the halftime break of the essendon Adelaide game, apparently what's being reported is that the AFL desperately wanted the Western Bulldogs-Sydney game on Friday night. Correct. Uh, The Dogs gave the all clear. I assume the Swans gave the all clear, but the AFL Players Association did not.
1: Because of the five-day break. Because of
0: the five-day break. Yeah. And so because of that, my biggest low light of the weekend has to be the AFL Players Association. <laughs> because of them, we had that awful spectacle of a Friday night contest. Not only that, but then all of a sudden, I see Thursday night football, Fremantle, Geelong, and they're coming off a five-day break. And you didn't see the AFL Players Association kick up a stink about that. Is it their first one? Oh, maybe that's it. That could be it.
1: Because it was going to be the Western Bulldogs' second one, I think it was.
0: Right. That could be it. So. But but, as far as I'm concerned, if the players want to play, if the clubs want to let them play, and if the league wants them, just let them play for crying out loud. I don't think it's very My second low light has to be in a weekend when the Eagles lost, when the Tigers fell further behind the eight, when the Bombers, granted big win, could have been a lot bigger, left a lot of percentage out there on the field. The opportunity was there for the Giants – to confirm their spot inside the top eight. And it was a disastrous last three minutes. They had the game in the palm of their hands. If you look and you see, what, three, three and a half minutes ago, 11-point lead? I don't blame Gold Coast supporters if they thought, okay, well, you know, it's an honorable loss, but but at least, you know, at least it's close. At least it's close. What the heck happened? And some of those last forward 50 entries from the Giants, taking nothing away from Gold Coast's defensive 50 the Gold Coast defenders were awesome but the Giants inside 50s were abysmal and from good players too Brent Daniels what were you doing were you having a shot or were you passing it you did neither you turned it over what about Toby Green you I've never seen Toby Green have a shot from 45 out or whatever he was and it fell 10 meters short I've never seen that before and Phil Davis right I get you know, you're not, you're, you're not a selfish player and I admire, you know, your, your, your teamwork and how you bring others into the game. But take a shot. Take a shot. You don't know when the siren's going to sound. Mm-hmm. So why would you take that risk to try and pass it off? Just take the shot for crying out loud. And if he was taking a shot, then my goodness, what a terrible shot it was. Ugh. So for me, the Giants, massive
1: It does link back to the kicking at the moment, doesn't
0: it? It does. It does. You're it's right. Terrible. You're right. It's not just shots on goal, it's a problem all around the ground. And I I, I think especially entering forward 50 hmm. for a lot of teams. I know yeah. as an S and as an S&M supporter, that annoys me quite a lot. <laughs> uh, awesome. now on to the second section, the four main talking points. Now obviously the biggest <clears throat> the biggest talking point at the moment has got to be COVID in terms of moving Where are around. We this weekend? <laughs> but but for risk of sounding a little bit like a broken record. Let's talk about the other main talking points that come out of the actual footy that's been played Mm -hmm. this weekend. I want to ask you this, MVD. Are Melbourne now a lock for the top two?
1: Very good question. Very good question. What do we got? They've they they've they're a game in front at the moment, aren't they? They've got Hawthorne up next. Uh, Bulldogs has got the Suns. Geelong got Fremantle um, this round. So, are they a lock? I, I'm hesitant to say yes. I think, are they a lock for the top four? Yes, I'm happy to say that. Top two? I don't know yet. We're going to have to wait a couple of weeks, I think, to find out. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely definitely top four. Uh, it, if they had the percentage of what the Bulldogs have got, which is 142.4, they've only got 129.9. They've got a, if they had the 142.4 percentage, then I'd probably say yes. I, I think they're doing a fantastic job and uh, Melbourne supporters on my social media feed at the moment are loving the fact that they're sitting at the top. And uh, I did get a nice little meme from uh, from a friend this week that, uh, that decided to explain for all the uh, for all the Melbourne fans about where that what like what a, how a ladder works, <laughs> so it had MH, MFC at, at the top of the at the top of the ladder. Then it's got top step, front side rails, step, <laughs> rear side rails, spreaders, and the anti slip safety <laughs> shoes and all that sort of stuff. And it's got like Melbourne on top of the ladder. So just to explain, I thought that was uh, I thought nice. that was pretty good. Nice. But I, I think. Um, I don't think they're getting ahead of themselves either. To be perfectly honest, I think they're doing uh, doing what they can, and mm-hmm. they're doing um, doing the best they possibly can. They might have, yeah, uh, there might be a couple of bumps between now and then, but I don't think top two at this point. What do you reckon?
0: The only <clears throat> excuse me. The only reason why I'm skeptical of saying they're luck for the top two is because of how they perform against bottom ten mm. sides. Yeah. So looking at their draw. They play the Bulldogs and they play Geelong uh, in terms of the teams that are currently in the top eight. Um, and the Eagles, excuse me. I forget that West Coast is still in the top eight. Yeah, well, <laughs> <there you> go.
1: <laughs> don't we all? <laughs>
0: um, so judging by how well Melbourne play against the top eight teams, you say that they're a good chance to win all three of those games. But they play Hawthorne. They play Gold Coast. They play Adelaide. Hmm. They cannot be going and dropping any of those three matches if they want to finish top two. Yeah. And I just don't know if I can trust them yet. I think if you had asked me this before the Melbourne GWS game, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. Mm. But eh, especially with the current COVID situation in Victoria, who knows where these games are going to be played? Exactly. And so I don't even know if they're going to have the advantage of the MCG truthfully no, god for sure. forbid that happens again but we don't know so for me i can't say they're a lock yet but let's just say that the key is starting to turn but like the lock is just starting to turn to from the unlocked position into the lock position
1: yep not fickle cool.
0: now another team that's had a very impressive win on the weekend i'm very happy about this is sydney swans <sighs> I want to ask you, (laughs) NVD. I want to ask you, of
1: course, if it's not Essendon, Sydney, one of the (laughs) two.
0: I want to ask you, how realistic is a Sydney premiership in twenty twenty one?
1: I think a lot more's got to go right for them. They're not going to be playing at home for the rest of the
0: year.
1: Mm. Um, How much of a toll is that going to take on them? Uh, uh, Like, I'm up until probably this week. You're probably sitting there going, "Well, if they're playing half their games at home, they'll probably get a home final." Whether that's week one or week two or, or whatever, but it, yeah, hearing the noise that are they going to be able to get their families together? Are they going to get people in hut, like the yeah. hub with them? And even this week's game being shifted briefly already from Ballarat to to somewhere in Queensland. I haven't had it confirmed yet, but um, I don't think a premiership is in the in. The crystal ball for them this year, if you yeah. want to put it that way, um, they'll, I reckon they'll probably play two two finals. Um, whoever they come up against in the first week, if the, if the ladder stays the way it is now, they'll play Fremantle in the in the first week of the finals in elimination final. I, I back Sydney in for sure, and then they probably and then they play the loser of. Uh, probably the Western Bulldogs Geelong or Melbourne, Brisbane sort of thing. So you look at it, you, you're confident that you'll see probably two finals for Sydney, um, but I don't think a premiership at this point. One, it's at, they're outside the top four, and but two, I think the, the whole travel factor, um, in inverted commas, look, I think that's probably going to be the West. It's going to be a tough one for them. But, look, funnier things have happened. Yeah. We didn't, didn't expect Western Bulldogs to win their flag in twenty sixteen. Yeah, when uh, when they did, so mm. um, look, they, they're playing good football. That's for sure. The kids that are coming through are, are doing a really good job, um, but yeah, I just I don't think I can see it see a win at this point. Unbiasedly, what do you mm. think?
0: Taking off my red and white coloured glasses for a second, probably not. Hmm. Um, if so, and I say this completely unbiased, it's the most unexpected Premiership ever. Like we thought that oh, Richmond, 2008. well, 2008, but granted, right. Hawthorne played finals the year before, yeah, right. True. It's only unexpected because of you were playing Geelong, yeah. right. Um, Richmond in 2017, they were 13th in 2016, won the flag in 2017, but the Swans were 16th last year. Hmm. Imagine going 16th to first. Yeah only just over a decade ago that would have been worse to first yeah. as they say in North American sports <laughs> um I just don't think it's going to happen because again you mentioned that homesickness factor mm. I think it's going to impact the Swans more so than the Giants because the Giants are younger less of them have families and whatnot yeah. um Buddy Franklin mentioned after the uh after the West Coast game how you know he was hoping that this was obviously before the the, the spike in New South Wales got really, really bad. He was looking forward to actually going um going back home and seeing his family. So I don't know. I I think I can foresee Sydney players, you know, taking a mental health break and going back to New South Wales if their family can't come with them. Yeah. Uh I I agree with you. I can see them uh making it to the semifinals. I can I can Best case scenario, I think I could see them finishing in the prelims before losing to one of Melbourne or maybe the Bulldogs or maybe Brisbane. Uh, But it should, it's going to be an exhilarating ride for Swan supporters. Uh, And it must, I I feel sorry for other teams, Mm. teams like Carlton, North Melbourne also, who have been rebuilding for years and years and years. Sydney's done it in 24 months. So not to rub it in anymore, um, but... With all that being said, I don't think of premiership this year. 2022, absolutely. Oh, I
1: think definitely, yeah.
0: But yeah, just not this year. While
1: well, we're talking, Sydney, mm. and I know it's off the running sheet, but I want to mm. get your question. Mm. i get your thoughts on this. Buddy Franklin's kicked 973 goals. Mm. Requires 27 to kick the 1,000. I think he's, he's on-, on
0: 976 by now.
1: I just looked it up. at okay. on 173, so I apologize. Okay. One, way, well, Anyway, one way or another. Mm. Roughly 27 goals to kick. Yeah. The 1,000. Now, he kicks on average three goals a game. Will he get there this year? Considering, what have we got? We got six rounds before the end of the home and away season, which means if he goes to three goals a game, that means he's got to play three finals. Mm. Does he get it this year?
0: yes. Because one of those teams that he plays in the home and away season are the Bombers,
1: and he loves playing against the Bombers. And he loves
0: playing against the Bombers.
1: <laughs> Put Kale Hooker on him. He must,
0: he must, he must look at that right every single year that the fixture is released. He must just circle whenever Essendon plays Sydney, and he must be just licking his chops, thinking about how many goals am I going to get this week against Essendon?
1: Okay, so what? So he's got GWS this week. Then he's got Frio. Mm-hmm. Then Essendon on Friday night at Rin round 20. Mm-hmm. Round 21. Now, these ones are to be confirmed. St Kilda.
0: St Kilda's uh, another team he likes playing yeah. against.
1: North Melbourne. That could be a big haul.
0: Yeah, could be.
1: And finishes with the Suns in round 23.
0: Funnily enough, he doesn't play well against Gold Coast.
1: No. So do you reckon it will happen in the home and away season or do you reckon it will happen in finals?
0: First week of the finals.
1: First week of the finals.
0: First week of the finals. I reckon it will be first week of the finals. Um,
1: Which would be if it's everything stays the way it is right now and if they get the opportunity. SCG. It'd be at the SCG.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. My, my question would then be would the crowd be allowed to run onto the ground? Probably not.
1: Would the crowd be allowed to run onto the ground? Would the crowd be allowed to be there? Yeah, that's true. That's probably the important one because I reckon I'd try and get there, to be honest. Yeah. I think that would be one of the biggest things. I don't think we'll see another 1,000 gold kicker, that's for sure.
0: No, at least not for a long time. No. Um, I mean,
1: I know Riewaltz just kicked, what, 700? He yeah. plays 300 this week. But... I don't see that happening. No.
0: So, yeah. Uh, what, about, what about you? Does he make it? If so, when?
1: I have this... Awful feeling that his season's going to end on like nine hundred and ninety-seven.
0: Oh no! Why would you say that?
1: I was thinking nine ninety-nine, but that would oh, be just, no. that would be torture. And Uh-oh. I reckon it'll be it'll be one of those things where he's going to have to come back in twenty twenty-two to do it.
0: Oh, uh, be like Brendan Favola all over again, two thousand and
1: eight. Yeah, but it, except it wouldn't be Clarko stacking the back line to to make sure he doesn't do it. Still um,
0: can't believe Clarko did that. No, I
1: can't either. <laughs> Looking back on it. Um, yeah, I, I can see him just falling short this year.
0: Mm.
1: And then, yeah, round one next year with full crowd, SCG, just.
0: You know what? I reckon even have third it. Third quarter. I reckon even have it at the MCG, Hawthorne versus Sydney, round one, 2022.
1: Surely they can work that out. That would be ideal.
0: It would be ideal. AFL make it happen.
1: Especially if it, if it is 997, 998. Yeah, yeah.
0: precisely. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, for for Buddy's sake, he won't have to wait another another six or Great seven season. months, yeah, before <laughs> uh, before he gets there. Uh, okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. All good, all good, all good. That's a jeez, man. If that happens, no matter what happens rest of the year, that that's going to be the highlight of the season. No matter oh, who wins sure. the premiership, for unless sure. it's Melbourne breaking their fifty seven year drought, yeah. Buddy kicking a thousand will be what this season will be remembered for. I reckon. Oh sure. Now. Uh, three or four weeks ago, this team looked dead and buried. They looked gone for all money. You had to look at their upcoming draw. You saw Richmond. You saw Collingwood at the MCG, a dangerous Collingwood. And you saw uh, Brisbane at the Gabba. And you were thinking, if they're lucky, they'll win one out of three. And instead they've gone three from three. And all of a sudden they're sitting in ninth, I believe the Saints. So my question to you, MVG, is what are the Saints' ceiling? What is the Saints' ceiling this year?
1: <clears throat> that is a very good question. I honestly do not know. Um, maybe a. Maybe they can sneak in and play an elimination final, uh, and if they can do that, I think that's. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, from where they're at because yeah I, what are they there's their percentage is woeful yeah. at 86.9 percent sounds like a radio station <laughs> um yeah but i and i think even uh, even my mate who's uh who's a st kilda supporter would say that would be the best option best thing for them but i don't see them actually getting um, getting too far into it, I'd, yeah. All good things must come to an end, and if they, I mean, if they can taste finals action this year, I think that will do that that side a world of the uh, benefit themselves completely. So I, I think definitely um, if they play elimination final, good on them. What are you? What's your thoughts? Do you reckon they'll play? An, I only, I only say an elimination final because you look at it and you've got Fremantle and West Coast making up seventh and eighth. And the way, well, the way Freeman is playing, that's, um, that's, well, they're more likely to play finals than what West Coast are.
0: I'm looking at this, this uh, draw that they have coming up. Um, And obviously stadiums can change, but their opponents, their next three opponents, absolutely doable. They play Port this weekend. They play West Coast next weekend. And Carlton after that. I can totally see them going three from three from those.
1: Yeah.
0: However, it's their next three that I think is gonna decide it. They play the Swans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they struggle against Sydney.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot. Uh it's in fact, I think since 2012, they've only beaten the Swans once. And that was last year when Sydney were really bad. So they struggle against Sydney. And then they play Geelong, which is currently scheduled in Geelong. Yeah. They're not going to win that. No. Surely not. That last game against Fremantle could very well decide eighth. Yeah, quite possibly. I reckon the AFL, if they have any wits about them, should put that Sunday last game of the season so we can have a repeat of 2017 when it was jostling between the Eagles and the Demons for <laughs> eight spots. Sorry, Melbourne supporters, to bring up that traumatic memory no, for you not. guys. No, I'm not. Not in the slightest. I just... This, are they're still in such a deep hole with that percentage, yeah, that I can't trust them making finals. And even if they do, I kind of have a feeling it's almost like 2014 Richmond when the Tigers started off the season, I think, three and 12 and they won their last nine or oh, sorry, three and 11 and they won their last nine games of the season, yeah, to make finals football, uh, only to get hammered by like nine goals, 10 goals in that first week of the finals. So even if the Saints make it, they're not going to do any damage.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't think they will. I think, yeah, as I said, elimination final will be fantastic for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And to get that experience in there, I think would be great. But that's as far as I think they get.
0: If I'm a St Kilda supporter, I'd be furious at the moment because five goal win against Brisbane, keeping Richmond to their lowest score since 1961. Where the hell was this earlier in the season?
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: It makes the, it's a further indictment, I think, on the team for the 75-point loss to the Bombers, the 111-point loss to the Dogs, and that massive, uh, for lack of a better term, choke job they did against Adelaide. Hmm. Now, on to the final question. This does touch upon COVID a little bit. WA introducing uh, some restrictions for people entering uh victoria now due to the small little outbreak fingers crossed knock on wood that it remains that way small um my question is for the sake of simplicity when it comes to scheduling eagles and dockers games should the two wa teams be moved out of perth and if so where should they go
1: yeah i think they should Mm. if they're going to be um but at the same time, they're probably going to scream blue murder and say, no, we're not going to do it mm-hmm. because they want to have all their families together. And we look, you look at what happened in, in the hubs last year. West Coast were terrible. Yeah. Um, and all that. It's, it's such a fluid situation at the moment. I, I thought having all the side like all 18 sides in Victoria was going to be a good idea. But, Okay. I think there's a couple of premiers that need to get off their high horses and actually just start to do some stuff for the for the greater good of sport around the place. Mm. Why they can't have Fremantle of West Coast based out of Tassie for the next six weeks mm. or five, four weeks, six weeks, bring the families down over to Tassie, no issues whatsoever. Have one based at Launceston, one based in Hobart. You can still have your, you can still have everything going on there. But that being said, you've got to find something like Sydney, you know, like the two Sydney sides as well. Whether you, and it's like whether you have West Coast in Hobart, Fremantle and Launceston, um, GWS in Hobart, Sydney and Launceston, like you look at it and go, although you're probably wanting to have Sydney in, in Hobart because it's a bigger city and they're probably used to be big, bigger cities, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, like, you try, you, I don't know, whether you, you try and work it out that way. I... Like, yeah. Yeah, it's probably better for the draw, but at the same time, I mean, we still don't even know where games are being played this week. No. And it's, what, Thursday... Be- it's the Thursday before. Like, we're just mm. going to get Fremantle-Geelong in. If that was played on Friday night, I don't think that would have been played at, at Optus Stadium. No. Um, we, we're confident... Well, Richmond versus Brisbane's at, at the MCG at this stage. The GWS-Sydney game's already been moved out of Ballarat.
0: I don't know where it's going to be played.
1: But it's going to be played in Queensland somewhere. Somewhere. So, it's... We don't know from one uh, from five minutes away mm. what's happening. So, I mean, yeah, it would be great, but at the same time, that mm. I don't see them doing it. To be perfectly honest,
0: I think uh, I can understand why players, especially with young families, would be apprehensive to go into the hubs again. Yeah, but with that being said. It's round 18. There's, what, five rounds to go before the end of the home and away season plus, plus this week, six. Six, plus, before, yeah. plus finals, right? It's not like the 16, 17 weeks that they had last year, right? I know,
1: but that's still in the back of everyone's mind and understandable, to be perfectly honest, too.
0: It is understandable. Um Just the just an idea just putting out there because Tasmania uh one is one of those states that's really strict with their border entries whenever there's a COVID flare up anywhere. And with WA, what about South Australia? I mean Could- that way that way you don't get West Coast potentially complaining about being hubbed in Queensland.
1: Yeah. I, I just think I think I thought Tassie because you've got the two venues. Whereas South Australia, you've really only got the Adelaide Oval.
0: Well, I was going to say you could have games uh, elsewhere in in Adelaide. You could use one of the sample grounds, one or two of the sample grounds. I'm not sure if you're talking AFL
1: footballers, mate. They're precious. They don't even want to come to to. They didn't even want to go to Ballarat to play. Like we we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Like yeah, this would have been fantastic. Take the footy to the country. Take it to the regional areas. Play games in Lovington. Play games more well i i play different venues mm. and all that but no they're precious they don't want to do that because mm. what happens if they get injured no that's true i mean i i completely agree with you yeah go and play at a sandfield ground or something like that but at the same time yeah the whole the whole uh what is it um thought process of you don't take a ferrari on the on the dabble, on the gravel mm. i mean these days, grounds you get so much. There's so much funding going around the other places for, for grounds and and works and all that. Some of the grounds in regional areas are better than the grounds in metro areas. Mm. So, yes, get off your high horses. Take it to places where they sh- where you you get the you can get the opportunity to do it now. Mm. If it was to be in South Australia and you were to play at Norwood Oval, then so be it. Yeah where the it's where the second tier people play the VFL, the, the sandful the waffle they all play at these sort of venues no issues yeah. the tac cup kids coming through the under 18s they play at these venues mm. like i look at it and go yeah i'm for taking it to places where it hasn't been for a while or been before but seriously come on
0: yeah fair point fair point uh now on to what promises to be a very chaotic weekend in the afl round 18 just a few weeks ago and the race for the top eight is as open as it's been i reckon at any point this season correct starts off on thursday night footy mvd uh freemantle versus geelong in perth i don't even know if the crowd is going to be allowed at this game to be honest with you
1: i'm hearing that it is
0: right okay um, is good, it is good but that might change could change. Uh, Fremantle versus Geelong MVD. Who do you have winning this one, and why, and by how much?
1: Oh, I'm not sure. I think Fremantle. Well, purely because it's in Perth mm. and they're taking. Uh, I think they're okay to to do that. Uh, they they played Perth well. Um, Geelong haven't really. Um Geelong really haven't done a great deal and all that. I I don't know. I'm thinking I'm thinking Fremantle. I could be completely wrong, but I'm thinking Fremantle by a couple of goals. Mm. You? Uh
0: Geelong. Technically Fremantle are our top eight team, and we know how well Geelong play against top eight teams. Geelong are just too classy to, to drop a game like this. They know that race for the top two is going to be as tight as it's been in years. And they know how crucial it's going to be to get a home final that first week. Uh, technically, technically, they could still finish outside the top four from the end of the season if they drop too many, too many more games. And they have challenging matchups coming up, including Melbourne in round 23, which could very well decide top spot, if not top two position. Mm. So they're not going to drop a game like this. Surely not. I think, you know, if they can... If they can annihilate the Eagles by almost 100 points, I know that was down in Geelong, but, yeah. I mean, still, they should beat Fremantle, who, despite being uh, currently placed higher than West Coast, you would say probably aren't that much better than West Coast.
1: I still have them as a pick of the WA side.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, that's not saying much at the moment.
1: So Selwood and Dalehouse in for the, for the Cats at this stage. Mm. Uh, Rowan and Henderson out. Um, Hughes is in Ethan Hughes for the Dockers um, with Walker and Blake Lee, who was a mini sub last week out yeah, so interesting
0: it is indeed but it's just those names that you just read out for Geelong they're just classy mm. you know their depth is fantastic at the moment Geelong um, and they should win I'm tipping by about 18 points or so it's going to be close because it's in Perth uh, but if this game was in Geelong I would tip Geelong by. Oh, I'd tip Geelong no problem at all either yeah
1: but
0: yeah. On to Friday night football, currently scheduled for the MCG, Richmond versus Brisbane. I'll start off with this one. Yeah, for sure. Brisbane, couple of huge injuries. Hipwood. I think I saw earlier in the week Adams is out for a month, up to a month with an injury. So two key position players on either ends of the ground. Currently not playing for Brisbane on Friday night. Yet again, and it's also sorry. It's also at a ground where they have lost nine games in a row. At and I don't think they've actually beaten Richmond at the MCG this century. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's been like 1999 okay. was the last time they beat Richmond at the Brilliant MCG. Reform. That was yeah that was 2001, and it was at the Gabba, at okay. Brisbane home game. Nah, all good. But that being said, I look at Richmond's form, and I'm thinking how can I tip Richmond? How could I possibly do that? It's, it's honestly, and you know, Jack Rewalt comes on TV and says, yeah, good luck playing us in the final seven weeks. The next game after he says that they give up a 20 point lead against Collingwood sitting in the bottom four. And so I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking as much as I'm tempted to tip Richmond, because of where it's being played and the injuries to their oppositions. I cannot in good conscience do that, which is why, and I am just going to double check that I have actually tipped Brisbane in this one. <laughs> uh, this is why I am tipping Brisbane to win a thriller. I think it will be close, but the Richmond four to continue. Volta,
1: Broad, Choll, Coleman Jones Edwards Hooley, Lambert Nankervis Prestia Soldo Floston
0: that's their injury list that's
1: the injury list of Richmond some pretty handy names on that bench and Very. yes as much as what everyone's saying yeah, yeah, yeah but you look at it and go you've got to you've got to have these players that are ready to step up and I don't think I I don't know what's going on but there's something not 100% right at Richmond uh, I'm going Brisbane as well. I mean, Hipwood was a huge out last week. And mid-game, through everyone, I reckon through the whole Brisbane um, game plan in the air, yes, Joe Danaher hasn't done a lot. Yeah. But Friday night footy against a weakened back line of Richmond, I think it's just screaming for Joe Danaher to take it by the scruff of the neck and do something. They've had a week to prepare without Hipwood. I think they will understand which way they're going and how they're going to go about it. I, I think Brisbane will win this one and win it pretty comfortably to really put more pressure on that top four of Geelong, Dogs and Melbourne.
0: On to Saturday afternoon football, the Sydney Derby. No idea where it's being played. What's going to be played in Ballarat? That's What's funny. going to be played in <laughs> Ballarat? Last year was played in Perth. This year being played somewhere in Queensland. The Giants versus the Swans, MVD, a crucial game for both New South Wales teams. Who's going to come out on top, big brother or little brother?
1: For mine, big brother. Mm. Um, they're playing, as I said before, they're playing some really good football, Sydney, mm. um, and there's some good, good footballers coming around. Um, giants, you just the engine's sputtering on the on the Ferrari. It needs to go in for a service, mm. like. What is it? The thousand, the ten thousand K's, or something like that? Yeah, so something that's, like that. But yeah. I think I reckon the, if if I was a betting man, which I'm not, this game will be played at the Gabba mm. because there's a game at Metricon in, um, next that we're going to talk about. But I reckon it'll either be played at the Gabba or up in Cairns, one or the other. Um, but I, I think Sydney will win. Doesn't matter where it's going to be played. Sydney are just better on all lines at the moment. Um and they're doing some, some good things up there. The horse has got the purring.
0: Do swans purr? No. Nah, they don't. Do, I don't know what they do. Do 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 horses purr? No. No. Guess they the horse has a name.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. Swan. Could do that. Lucky Lockhe- of- Whitfield's a big out for for GW. Oh yeah, no doubt. So um looking at that and um like Sydney's <laughs> Sydney's list. He's literally five players on the injury injury list. So, And Sam reads a bit of a test with his car, so Mm. he could come back into it um, as well.
0: I'm tipping the Swans, but I think it's going to be close because these Sydney Derbies are normally really close. And the one earlier this year when the Swans were flying and the Giants were having their uh, mixed start to the season was a great game of football. I think the Swans by three goals just because, again, I think – They're too classy to drop a game like this, this Swans. But it should be a great game of football, and it's going to be spiteful like it always is between these two teams. Now, onto that Metricon match that you mentioned just before. How about that for alliteration? Metricon match that you mentioned before. Bet my English teacher is proud of me if she's somehow listening to this. (laughs) Gold Coast versus the Western Bulldogs. Now, uh, the Suns have had an incredible two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. But I reckon the dogs are going to dim the lights a little bit at Metricon Stadium, if you forgive that awful pun. Uh, The dogs, they're going to be hurting after the Swans loss. And they're going to want to come out and they're going to want to prove that they actually do belong in the top two conversation. And that's why they're not going to lose this game. However, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people are saying. Because I think the Suns, and I know there's been multiple points like this throughout their history, and it's always been a false dawn. But I do feel like they've started to turn a corner a little bit. First ever win by one point last mm-hmm. weekend, believe it or not. Richmond, they win against the Tigers first time since 2014. They beat them. GWS first time they've beaten the Giants since 2014. Can they make it a triple? Actually, wait, they beat the Dogs in 2019. Okay, can they beat the Dogs for the second time since 2014? No. But it's the dogs by twenty points.
1: Yeah, the dogs will win uh, this one. I, don't, I can't see the suns getting up uh, right. This, how about this one? Yeah. Can't see the suns rising for a third straight win.
0: I like it. I like um, it.
1: But no, I, I think they're, they're playing some good football. The big question on this one, and selection with selection pending, does Jamari Hagen get a second game?
0: Yeah, I reckon.
1: Hearing a lot of mixed reports in regards to his debut last week. Um, didn't hit the score sheet didn't know listening to uh, radio driving down the highway throughout the week looking at it going they thought he wasn't quite there he wasn't up to it just yet but yeah it'll be interesting it'll be an interesting selection to see whether he gets a second game he's he's had a taste of it go back yeah. to BFL, dominate there maybe, I don't know, I didn't see the game i have to be honest, I didn't see it I'm only going on of other people's reports but
0: well, I saw it. Um, excuse the voice break uh, there. Went, uh, <laughs> went, oh, sorry, it was reminded of me in middle school there. <laughs> I... <laughs> sorry, that threw me off what we were talking about. Right, Jamari Yuga yeah, thank you. Um, I thought he presented well. I thought his physicality was good. He had a couple of almost moments. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, you know, his he, he attacked contests. You know, he got his hands to the ball a few times. It'll take him a couple of games to get used to the pace of footy. And I think why not up against a bottom 16 like the Gold Coast Suns? I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to kind of fine tune some of those skills to get used to the pace of AFL football. So I think I think he should. I think he should. Uh, he should. Okay. Keep his spot in Even the Even with
1: Norton, Norton available.
0: Even with Norton available. Okay. I think as well as concussion, maybe just take an extra week just to make sure that, you know, he's he's still okay to to play. Um, now, on to a match that is currently scheduled for the MCG, Melbourne versus Hawthorne. MVD, can your Hawks pull off a miracle upset? Because course, it would be.
1: Of course they can. It's a 50-50 game. The game hasn't started yet. We're
0: 50-50. That's true. Both teams are on zero points.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, CJ, Cj's a huge, huge Oh yeah, us, no doubt. Um, to be perfectly honest, uh, oh, probably against my better judgment, I'm probably going to tip Melbourne here. I mean, they are flying and they're doing a very good job at it. Yeah. Like we know Hawthorne's rebuilding. We know what's going on there. So, um, yeah, I, who's going to get more? Who's going to get more votes come Brownlee night? Clayton Oliver or Christian Petrarca?
0: Ooh, Petrarca, just. What about you?
1: I'm going. I'm going Oliver.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I, I
1: think he's he's, t- he's he's been one this year that's brought up his kicking skills and mm. yeah.
0: But I mean Petraka just gets so much of the ball. He's like, honestly, it's amazing he hasn't gotten leather poisoning yet. Because he just gets so much of the pill. It's it's, it's it's an incredible effort from him. Um yeah, I think D's to win. Um, no offense, MVD, but I think no, it's gonna no, be absolutely. pretty comfortable. Um Melbourne, they have to they can't I, I remember when they lost to Collingwood, I, I think I remember saying, you know, these are the kind of games that they um that they should uh be able to uh they just should be able to win. Um, but with that being said, um, sorry, just lost my train of thought sorry. there. Melbourne um, just saw news that Victoria will be entering a snap lockdown. Uh, when Melbourne lost to Collingwood, I remember thinking, okay, well, these are the games that they can afford to lose because, you know, Collingwood, they're not going to compete for finals football. This is fine. But then they had that loss to the Giants. I'm thinking, oh, geez, I really hope from Melbourne's perspective that this isn't becoming a trend. Mm. So with all that being said, uh, they know that they can't drop games like this anymore, Melbourne. And they know, you imagine that percentage gap, I think they'll be chasing a little bit of percentage in this game. Not that they'll say that, right? Ben, any game can be a, a danger game for these top teams. Yeah. But I do expect the deeds quite comfortably. Now, this game currently scheduled for Marvel Stadium is going to be awesome. St Kilda versus Port Adelaide.
1: Yeah, looking forward to this one. This will be a... Ripper. Uh, Port Adelaide really, if they're going to play if they're going to go deep into September action this year, they need to put St Kilda to the sword here. Mm-hmm. Very very comfortably. If St Kilda can get within a goal, two goals of Port Adelaide, then that won't hurt them but if they can win it, I think St Kilda will be will you see St Kilda people well, I would like to say seeing St Kilda people dancing in the streets a la uh, Italian supporters down Lygon Street on Monday, um, <laughs> but I think I think Port Adelaide need to win this one and need to win it well if they're to go deep into September this year. Because they, they, sorry, they're just drifting off that top four. Yeah, they can't beat people inside the top eight at mm. the moment. So the people that they are coming up against that aren't in the top eight or on the border of the top eight. They need to put the, the sword.
0: Yep, agree with that one. Uh, how? I don't think that they will win. I'm tipping the Saints to win. This is a rich vein of form that rarely you'll see a team actually tap into. And once a team taps into that, no matter how poor they've been for that, Mm -hmm. they're hard to stop. It's like a runaway train. And I reckon the Saints are going to win yet another one. It's going to be a great game of football, but I think the Saints momentum is going to continue. It's the Teague train, so it's the Rocket, Ratten Rocket. There there you you go. Um, <laughs> On to Sunday, this game was at Marvel Stadium, uh, but now will be played somewhere in Queensland. Uh, could be played at the Gabba or Metricon Stadium because there's no game at either stadium currently scheduled for that day. Yep. Or it could be in Cairns. We don't know. North Melbourne versus Essendon. Uh, I think the Bombers should win this one and should this one comfortably. It's not going to be by as much as it was early in the year when we won by 12 goals. But it's going to be a pretty comfortable win.
1: You'd think Essendon by how much? To be yeah. perfectly honest, it's not. No disrespect to North Melbourne. Yes, they beat West, West Coast. Coast last yeah. week in West Coast, mm. but the travel factor. Yeah. yeah, Essendon. Yeah, I'm going. Just going to say Essendon will win this one.
0: And we also beat the Eagles in in Perth yeah, well this year.
1: Ben Cunnington, all Australian.
0: Yeah, I think absolutely. I reckon he's going to have a good game on Sunday. Uh, this game currently scheduled for the MCG. Could be the biggest Collingwood versus Carlton game in a decade. Yep.
1: Carlton currently on in front of them on the ladder too.
0: Very important game of football for both teams. MVD, can the Pies carry that momentum forward from the last quarter last week?
1: As much as I really want to get involved in this one, have a good look at this, I can't get excited about it. Yeah. Like... It's almost, it's almost sitting there going, oh, which team wants to lose it less? <laughs> like, if Carlton kick like they kicked against Geelong and kick, what, one goal 15?
0: They go one stage, one, yeah. At
1: one stage? Like, seriously, mm. come on. You're kicking yourself in the foot. I'm going to take Carlton, but with no real conviction. Mm. I mean, even... I, I talked to you about, I talk at times about yeah, about the um the, the betting side of things. Mm. Currently it's a dollar eighty-eight Carlton, a dollar ninety six Collingwood. No one wants to go there. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> who yeah, it's frustrating. Mm. What do you reckon?
0: Carlton, just because I think the Blues have proved this year that they can beat teams around them or below them on the ladder. Uh and Collingwood, we know that they can't play four quarters of football. True. So it depends to me which Carlton shows up, but I think the Blues will win by about twenty points or so. Fair enough. Last game of the round at the Adelaide Oval. I'll start off with this one. All right. Adelaide versus West Coast. This is my upset pick of the weekend. I'm tipping the Crows to win. <laughs> I'm tipping, especially if Tex Walker, especially if he plays. So I don't know if it's confirmed whether or not he's missing or not. If he plays, I'm tipping the Crows by five goals.
1: Fair enough.
0: But with how terrible the Eagles are playing at the moment, if they lost to the worst team in the competition at home, I can't tip them to win again for the rest of the season. And I must I, I honestly feel for Adam Simpson, right? I really do. Because you have a look at the at the list, and it's such a great playing list, and it's on paper, a top four team mm. every single year. But aside from twenty eighteen, I don't know if it's an attitude problem or what, but there's just been something preventing the Eagles from unlocking their true potential. And it's going to happen again this year. And I reckon this loss, they'll finally slip out of the top eight.
1: I said it to you two weeks ago, and I'll say it again. You can't trust the the Weagles at the moment. Like the West Coast Eagles are just frustrating me. You're right. They should be playing better than what they are, Mm. but they're not. I'm actually going to tip Adelaide too. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, no due day, but um, that's which is a huge out. But at the same time, I just I literally cannot look at them and tip them. I, like, I mean, I tipped them last week to win against North Melbourne. If, like, I mean, yeah, okay, Hawthorne didn't beat North Melbourne either. But at the same time, Hawthorne's down there. If the Eagles want to play football, finals football, they need to win games like this and win them by five, six, seven goals. Go Pros.
0: If they if they lose this i reckon the i reckon there'll be a lot of retirements at the end of this year for the eagles i reckon that they'll actually start dropping senior players because they need a wake-up call honestly they injury list early in the year you can kind of excuse some of their poorer performances only because the injury list was so long but now you look at the injury listing i think uh maybe only one or two players currently on the injury list you would actually put in in their best 22. And so they have most of their best team out there, and yet they're putting up this garbage. Honestly, you mentioned the the Wiggles. You might as well get the Wiggles to play as West Coast. They would do a better job. They would do a better job. Something tells me that, uh, I don't know if it's still Red Murray. It was Red Murray when I was younger. Red Murray, something tells me that he would dominate in the ruck. I don't know.
1: So West Coast have got Adelaide this week. Mm. Then they've got St. Kilda and then Collingwood. That's a tough three weeks. So they should win all three.
0: They should, but yet again, they should have been North Melbourne, right?
1: Correct. <laughs> anyway,
0: which game are you most looking forward to this weekend, and why?
1: Um, Richmond Brisbane. Mm. I think that's probably that's probably going to be the big game to find out, and thankfully, it's on Friday night. I think it'll show probably where both teams are at. Yeah. Um, yes, it's Jack Reault's 300. but. I look at it and go, well, let's see what happens. Uh, It'll be, it's huge for Brisbane because they want to stay in touch with their top three. Mm. Um, But it's even more so for Richmond, even though I've probably put a pin through them already.
0: I'm going with St. Kilda Port Adelaide. Yep. Could very well be one of the games of the year. Two desperate teams for two vastly different reasons. Both teams, if they lose, the ramifications are massive. Should be an awesome game of football. Which game do you think is going to be the biggest blowout of the weekend?
1: Probably, yes, in North Melbourne, to be perfectly honest. That's what uh, that's why I'm looking at Or, nah, I'm going to say that one, I'm going to leave it at that one.
0: <laughs> that makes me, uh, I'll be honest with you, as an Essendon supporter, that makes me a bit nervous. But uh, I appreciate your confidence in in us. And I uh, apologize for what I'm about to say, but I reckon it'll be Melbourne Hawthorne.
1: (laughs) That wasn't the other one I was tossing up with. though.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Just for for those that are listening.
0: Um, Thank you, NVD, for joining me down here on the Great Ocean Road in person. Can you believe it? Um, And thank you for joining me for another episode of the Through the Banner Podcast. Good luck for the Hawks on Saturday.
1: Thank you. Good luck for Essendon and Cindy. Yeah, thank you. And uh, hope it all goes well, mate.
0: And dear listener, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Through the Banner Podcast. Join me and a co-host next week to review round 18 and preview round 19 in this ever-evolving AFL landscape. Until then, sayonara.